Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio. You've tuned into Employment Notebook, where we speak with expert guests on important topics that arise within the workplace. Of course, leadership is always a top of mind subject, but what makes a great leader can often be a difficult thing to figure out. Our guest today, Michelle Tenzik, is the president of East 10th Group, and she leverages her 25 years in business to bring all of us some insight, perspective, and experience to all aspects of human resources, which again includes those qualities of leadership. Michelle, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks so much. Well, we appreciate you coming on. As I said, this is always a topic that people enjoy hearing about, like to talk about. I wanted to start with the idea of maybe the change in preference to leaders and, and leadership as a whole. What sort of adjustments have you seen to what people like to see and maybe what's effective in the workplace in the past, say, 10, 20 years? Sure. What I've really noticed is that with the changing demographics in the workplace where we're seeing the multi-generational workforce today, it's really forcing us to look at a workforce that's requiring us to use much more collaborative skill set, flexible and nurturing. So we are seeing a move away from the older model of command and control, which was really born out of the 50s and 60s, and really moving into a much more shared type of leadership style and much more flat organization, less hierarchical, um, which is we've seen strongly in the past, as I'm sure you're familiar with. Right. And which is really causing leaders to have to rethink some of the ways in which they're managing and leading others. Well, and part of what sort of what you're getting to there, and I had seen a phrase that you would use, is this idea of leading through others. Can you define that for us? Can you give us some sort of description of how you lead through other people where it's not this this top down necessarily like you talked about? When I think about leading through others, I really think strongly about collaboration and I Think about bringing others into the room with you. Okay. So that you're asking their opinions, you're not dismissive of their ideas, that it's bringing in their ideas as much as your own ideas. And it's equally giving shared time to topics um, and that you're not breezing through what others have to offer. Because I think equally today, someone who could be the most junior person in the room probably has a brilliant idea to offer. Mm -hmm. In today's environment, that more junior person who could be in their early 20s is going to get disengaged very quickly if we don't give them the airtime. So from your experience, I mean, have you seen this as being possibly a difficult transition for some people who maybe have been in that leadership role for for 20 years? Or what sort of challenges have you come across or seen in terms of maybe adjusting the perspective a little bit? It's a great question. As much as I would say it feels like it could be difficult, a lot of those folks that might be challenged um, because they've been in leadership for so long, most of those folks might likely have children Uh and they're going to have kids of the age that they're managing. Okay. So they're learning themselves in their own homes. And if they don't have children themselves, I'm sure they have friends who have kids Mm -hmm. who are college age or young adults. They're being influenced just around them, even in their personal lives. So it's really not as foreign as you might think. And the more that they're participating personally, in conversations with their friends' children, with their own children, with young people around them. I think that that's going to help them tremendously in making those adjustments in the workplace. 
Well, that's an interesting perspective. I like that observation just in terms of, you know, leveraging your personal life that, hey, you may have actually been able to see this or experience this prior to maybe seeing it approach you in the workplace. So I, I like that perspective. Hopefully that will uh, give some people ideas out there. Now, another aspect of this I thought that was intriguing that uh, you had brought up in an article was the idea that female traits, or at least the, you know, the general idea of what female traits are, are looked upon very positively moving forward and that there was an interesting survey. Could you uh, fill us in a little bit on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my colleague, John Gertzma, who published a book with Michael D'Antonio called The Athena Doctrine, and it was on the New York Times bestseller list. And the subtitle of the book is how women and the men who think like them will rule the future. <laughs> and they based their uh, research on a survey of 64,000 people around the world. And it's really showing that traditionally feminine leadership and values are now more popular than the macho paradigm of the past. Mm -hmm. And it's really demonstrating that, as I mentioned earlier, that we're breaking away from traditional structures right. to be much more flexible, collaborative, and nurturing. And those are inherent traits of women. And so what we're seeing and noticing is that that's really how people want to be led with those types of traits at the forefront. And again, those are inherent to women. It comes more naturally to us. And that is how most of these 64,000 people showed in the survey, that's how they want to be led. Well, yeah, it's definitely, again, an intriguing uh, a thought to that. And as you mentioned, sort of the uh, a change in the trending of workplace relationships, dynamics, and leadership, of course, what we're talking about here. Let's dive into some of the, the skills maybe that would be present and ones that you believe are important to be a great leader. And of course, we're talking about a lot of these soft skills, as we mentioned before. What would you point to as being one of the most important aspects or maybe the, the biggest one in your mind as far as being a great leader? Yeah, I'm going to um, speak to humility as the top one for leaders today. It's really about leaving your ego out the door. And I always uh, love to look back to the servant leadership model, which is really, you know, if leaders can think about even in the workplace, how are they in service of others? Mm -hmm. How can they support the whole of the organization, all the people around them that they are leading in the best way possible. And when you are thinking with that model in your mind, then you're doing that very much with humility. And you're also ensuring that, you know, you're having a rather more modest opinion of your own rank in an organization. And when you keep that in mind, you're going to lead better and well, and the people around you are going to think so much more highly of you. And I'd assume that most people hearing this are probably maybe a little taken aback that that's the one you bring up first, the idea of humility. When you're talking about a leader who maybe has that experience, has that knowledge, is in a position of leadership for a reason, for that individual then, how do you try to set aside your ego when maybe you're, you have a ton more of experience, you've had success? How mm -hmm. do you... How do you balance that, you know, you need to be the one to make the decision, but still being able to take in all that input? I mean, do you have any strategies or, yeah. or suggestions? Yeah, great question. And I appreciate your asking me that. So yes, very much so. Even with someone who has great experience and has had great success, sharing that experience openly and generously to me demonstrates humility hmm. and doing it in a way that's not condescending or not in a way that makes someone feel less than person in the room sure. is a great way to show that, you know, yes, I've had 20 years experience or 25 years experience, 
let me share that with you. Let me make sure that you understand how I've gotten to where I've gotten to so that you can learn from me and with me. And that is a very generous way to share your experience of leadership. Another area that's related to that, and it's something I had heard a long time ago, is the idea of being humble doesn't necessarily mean that you are untruthful in talking about your own abilities. Do you find that being maybe a challenge for a leader who you you don't want to diminish what you've done in the past, but you don't want to brag about what you've done? Do you see that being difficult to, you know, maybe you're downplaying too much of of what you can do or, or what you know? I love that you've brought that up because there's no reason that you have to downplay your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Accomplishments are factual. And it's important that we talk about what we've achieved, what we've accomplished, what we've demonstrated. People are very respectful of that and they get enthusiastic about being around a leader who's had great achievements. They want to work with that person. They want to say that they've worked around them, worked for them, um, have been on that person's team. That excites people. It motivates them. Or I'm sure there are people who might not have wanted to, but who didn't <laughs> want to work around Steve Jobs. I mean, sure. who wouldn't? I mean, with all of his achievements. But yet, when a leader can talk to those achievements, but yet not doing it by being a braggart, why not? Right. And you can. You can talk to it all. You can speak to your list of, and they can be very long of accomplishments, but do it in a way that still brings people with you and not feeling that the person is bragging about those achievements. Sure. I think that was uh, one we covered very well there, and hopefully uh, the individuals listening get a a nice grasp of what you're talking about specifically there with humility. What's another soft skill that you feel um, you've seen or recognize as being important to be a great leader? Yeah, the other one that I would say is really important is the ability to influence. You know, influencing, in my view, really takes a soft touch because influencing means at times that you aren't always the authority or the or the decision maker. Hmm. But as leaders, many times you need to influence many individuals around you, whether it be internal in the organization or external. And influencing skills are critical and paramount to being very successful in leadership. And the interesting thing about influencing, because I've been working with a number of leaders recently on influencing, is you need to adjust your influencing style depending on who your audience is. Hmm. Because different people are influenced different ways. And at times, what I notice with leaders is they're not necessarily willing to adjust the way that they're influencing. And critically, if you're going to be great at it, you have to be willing to adjust. How are you going to influence someone? Sometimes you can be very direct with someone. Other times you have to take more time and you have to learn to bring them to your side. And that sometimes takes a different approach. So influencing can become such a great way for a leader to be very successful if you're willing to adjust the influencing style. Well, what's interesting is we've talked with people in the past about the idea of influence and there just seems to be this negative connotation that it means in some way manipulating or or driving people somewhere in not want to say in an un- unethical way but just that there feels something off about it how do you get past that in that feeling of guilt or that you're doing something you shouldn't be doing again for those people that believe that there's some sort of like manipulation going on sure and i look at influencing not at all having to do with manipulation or doing something you know unethical or in any way being you know going around someone's back right. it really is about if i've got an important idea to get across or if i'm trying to sell an idea in 
I, at times, am going to have, I'm going to come across conflict or disagreement or perhaps people who might not want to get on board with that idea. And I'm going to need to use persuasion and influence to bring them around to what I think might be a really perfectly good solution for my organization or my group. Sure. And in order to do that, I'm going to have to influence them. I'm going to have to bring them around to see that what I'm proposing is going to get us great results for the future. And in order to do that, that takes strong and good influencing skills. And there's nothing manipulative about that. Right. And yeah, and I don't think there's anything inherently, you know, even to the word influence that would lend itself that way. Of course, it just depends on a lot of people's perspectives. And uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, you know, sort of illustrating it in that way for those that might feel in that way. uh, Influence might be a negative. Now, I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but do you have any sort of example that you could give where, you know, where influence is being utilized in a way that kind of what you're talking about, you have this soft touch to it, you have a way of helping someone see the vision that maybe that you have, just to give listeners something tangible to grab onto. Yeah. So a great example that I can use is very recently where um, I was working with um, a leader who needed to influence the CEO of the organization. Oh, nice. And the initial approach was a bit more of a two directive. Okay. So it was the initial way that the leader went about it was more of a, can't you see my way? (laughs) And we adjusted it to his approach to the CEO became, I was hoping to get your view and your input on what it is I would like to do here. Hmm. Would it be okay if I ran this by you? This is what I'm thinking. I would love your thoughts on this idea. Okay. As opposed to the original way, which is, this is what I want to do. Hmm. Don't you agree? <laughs> Those two things are very different. Right. The initial approach, the CEO shot him down, was not in agreement at all, and actually didn't really give the person the time of day. Mm-hmm. When we adjusted it, the leader was able to get the CEO engaged, and they ended up coming out with a compromise. Very different way of approaching. Sure was able to influence the CEO into listening to the idea, was able to get the input, and they came out on the good side of the equation. I think that's a perfect example and one that we've probably all been in in some way, shape, or form in terms of, like you said, the direct approach versus finding a better way to, to put things. Mm-hmm. Of course, communication is always seen as important, whether you're a leader or in any aspect of the workplace. But is there one area specifically you would point to as saying is crucial in the communication realm that is important to be a great leader? Yes. I think very much is always treating people with respect is very, very critical. I was speaking with a leader actually early this morning, and we were talking about the need to actually change someone out on their team. So there's actually going to be someone getting fired, losing a job, which Mm -hmm. of course we all know is very hard and yet at times necessary. Sure. Um, These things do happen. And what our conversation was around is doing things with head and heart. It's a matter of treating people with respect and handling things well. And that comes down to communication. How is it that you handle something when you do this? Not only to the person who's going to be losing the job, but also to the people who are left in the organization. What is it that you say to them? How do you say it? What's the message that you're going to deliver? How do you deliver it? Always keeping respect top of mind 
that goes a long way. And not all leaders take their time to think through that. They think through it very quickly. They don't take enough time and they don't always think through the vehicles that they're going to use to handle those communications. Well, again, Michelle, I appreciate you coming on and, and giving us some insight here. I think some, uh, some valuable perspectives you've brought us. And we always like to, at the end, give our guests the opportunity to, to give our listeners a takeaway from the subject, maybe something that we didn't touch on or, or just an aspect you would want to emphasize that really just wraps up our conversation and, and you can give to us to close out the show. Yeah, I think that what I would love to leave the listeners with is, you know, one is I would absolutely encourage your listeners to look and read the book, The Athena Doctrine. I think it's a well worth it read for everyone. And also with that, you know, the Athena Doctrine was named after the Greek goddess. It's the warrior whose strength came from wisdom and fairness. And, you know, truly what my colleague John Gertzma and I truly support and purport is that deploying feminine thinking and values is really making lives and the world a better place. And that in turn really supports the softer skills that leaders need to use today. Very well put. And with that, we will have to wrap up this edition of Employment Notebook. Again, we've been talking about the idea of what soft skills are needed for great leadership. And maybe at some point we'll get away from that term soft skills and just understand them as skills as a whole. As we've been talking today with Michelle Tenzik, she's the president of East 10th Group and brings a ton of experience with her to the table. Michelle, again, thank you for coming on. We appreciate the insight. I'd love to have you on again if you're so willing. Great, Tim. I'd love that. Thank you so much. And of course, as always, we'd love to hear from you, the listeners as well. Just go ahead and send us some suggestions or feedback to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also connect with us on Twitter. You can find us at the LJN and uh, go ahead and use the hashtag LJN radio to get more involved with some conversations on Twitter. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. 